3: The penultimate late lunch of 2022, second last of the year, you're very welcome to the show. I'm sure it's manic out there with people doing the last minute shopping, getting ready for the Christmas dinner, etc, etc. But if you're with the radio in your car or listening online or at home or whatever, welcome to the show this afternoon. School's out now until January as well. Hey, Louise, I mentioned the Christmas table. I'm picking up my turkeys and ham, etc. tomorrow. Now... You know you know when you have your Christmas dinner, do you have turkey? I asked yeah. you this before, you do have turkey. Um do you have Just the to fill it? Tur- yeah, perfect. But you know, it's all you have to enhance turkey always in my opinion. So I make my <laughs> own cranberry sauce. <laughs> I make bread sauce my own as well, and I have a beautiful homemade gravy. So um what are you laughing at?
1: I don't do cranberry sauce. I don't do uh what's the other bread one? Bread sauce. Bread sauce. <laughs> gravy. I might do a bit of pisto maybe.
3: Seasons and bistro. thickens all in one go. The tomato from ketchup. The, from, sorry.
1: Tomato ketchup. Big bottle in the middle of the table.
3: Oh no, please. Oh yeah, kind of got
1: Christmas dinner without tomato ketchup.
3: Oh no, 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 please, <laughs> please, please, <laughs> no, no. And it has
1: to be Heinz.
3: And go back to the gravy. Is the gravy from a jar? Um.
1: Instant. Well, no. In fairness, in fairness, Owen will kind of make Good. gravy. He well done, Owen. That's don't.
3: at least credit there. I won't, credit where credit's due. No, no, Louise, Louise. No tomato sauce on no, the Christmas table.
1: Christmas no. No, oh, no, 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 no. You can't have cream potatoes without tomato ketchup.
3: Do you do roasties? Uh,
1: yeah, if I can find a packet of frozen
3: ones. <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost it for words. I'm just, the same. I'm just totally me lost for. I'm lost for words. Anyway, what, what, which tomato sauce? Is Heinz. Oh, Heinz. Yeah. Well, I agree with Heinz oh no folks folks help me please help me out there. I'm actually sinking, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sinking. i don't
1: uh, cranberry sauce no Ugh. I've never tasted bread sauce I haven't nice.
3: it's nice bread sauce it's also nice no. with the turkey the homemade I, cranberry with it, <laughs> I, I put a little orange flavour through the cranberry so and they love it you do everything homemade yes yeah, yeah, Christmas Day. It, it's a special day. You have to do you have to do that homemade You
1: bolognese out of a jar, jar be homemade to me. <laughs> stop the light. I was telling you I was watching oh. Graham Norton and he was doing I get this wrong. It's it's have you ever have you never ever and you have to admit to something you've never done and this girl I don't know who she was she was an act- actress and she says I have never prepared a full meal and I was going I am so you. <laughs>
3: Come back to the sauce. Come back to the folks. Ketchup all the way on everything. Help me, please. Even
1: my wedding day, I asked at the top table for tomato ketchup my Now,
3: we are big tomato sauce fans in our house and have always been, and we love Heinz number one and we use it on everything else. But let me tell you this. The only tomato sauce that gets near my Christmas table is when I make my Mary Rose sauce for the prawn cocktail and smoked salmon starter. Ooh, I use, I do, I do it, I do <laughs> it in that. I, I use, you have to use it. <laughs> you have to, you have to do it in that. Oh, oh, 364 days a year, it's number one for sure. But folks, come on, Christmas Day Help me here. Tomato sauce is no, isn't it? Mm. Any, there's, there's
0: we don't do a starter
1: either because the okay. kids would be full after it. So, selection boxes <laughs> is the starter.
3: That's the sweet stuff for the end. Um,
1: <laughs> Everything is topsy turvy with me, you know. That.
3: I do. 086 oh, Help us out here. Is there anybody out there? Are you with me? Are you with me? Cranberry sauce, bread sauce, Tomato homemade ketchup. gravy or tomato ketchup what are you who are you with here this afternoon what's your style on your Christmas table 086-1800-658 what's or text is the show <laughs> I'm dying to see please l- l- help me out here we I'm want sure to
1: that I'm, I'm probably in the minority I would say well, we'll I'd see. say everybody splashes we'll out at Christmas we, on cranberry and, we, we,
3: we'll let it fly I'm going to do a straw poll at two o'clock as well with certain gentlemen we have here and see what they think are they tomato sauce people or something else <laughs> anyways today on Late Lunch to begin the show we're going to have a little look back at uh, we've picked a few things from the year gone by and we're going to start with I told you yesterday we picked up the gold award in uh, the wireless group of stations UK and Ireland for radio moment of the year for the second year in a row and what it was was uh, an unbelievable moment when we spoke to Brendan didn't we Louise yes uh, in uh, Kiev he uh, Brendan Murphy he's from North Loud he was in Kiev and he was trying to get, get him his, and his family, family out. out of Kiev and we had him on the line live here in late lunch let's have a listen to the moment
4: the Ukrainian military have have uh, uh, been successful in a lot of uh, fierce fierce battles and there are many of those fierce battles ongoing but uh, the outcome is yet to be decided
3: is there much shelling happening sorry is there much shelling happening
4: in the hot areas there are missiles there are bombs there is there's a sorry there's a wash. there's a war plane overhead I need to go I need to go okay okay sorry, Brendan
3: bye 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 my god that's horrendous isn't it he had to go as the plane came in god bless him I hope he's alright It's really hard to to say anything, isn't it? I'm lost for words. Never experienced anything like that before. Have somebody on and they had to go. But possibly their lives ended
1: even got shivers
3: now. Oh my, oh my, listening back to it there. We didn't know. We did not know whether that man had been blown to pieces, his home and his family. And you can actually, if you listen to the clip carefully, you can hear the plane. You can actually hear the bombers, just that mm-hmm. whine coming. And I knew he was looking. You, you could see him looking skywards and he was gone. And that was it. But thank God yeah. we made contact later and he was alive
1: and we had only WhatsApp to go by at the time that's all so we were dependent yeah. on signal and everything yeah
3: everything we got him and eventually he made his way out of Ukraine with his wife and mother-in-law and child as well and they're back living in Northland safe but a long way from their homes I have to say but that was the moment of the year an unbelievable moment in in a war situation that wasn't long after the war broke out there actually when Kiev was no, being it hammered was, yeah it was only a couple of weeks of yeah. even. Mm. That's all, you know, so everybody
1: was on tenterhooks.
3: on tenterhooks and we spoke to him subsequently and nice to report that he got away safely in the end. Now, let's have a, a listen to another <laughs> l- lovely piece from 2022 here on Late Lunch and Chesney Hawks. We played Yay. Chesney <laughs> Hawks, the one and only as the two on Tuesday, didn't we? We did. did we it loved make, so it so much. It didn't, we didn't make them. number one, did it? Oh, did no. it make number one?
1: I was that, oh, just, just couldn't remember again. who were we were up against. Yeah,
3: anyway, we, we'll, 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 we'll we'll come to that in a moment. Anyway, it was part of our two on Tuesday. It was either a two or one. I think it may mm. have been a big, it was a huge number one. And and then uh, we played the two on Tuesday and then played it.
1: We played and, it the following week because his dad was in a band that went to number one or two. Yes, <laughs> yes.
3: And Louise said to me after the show, "Do you know what? I'm going to get Chesney Hawks. And I said, well, away you go. Uh, good luck to you you know and you did you went after him it took a little bit of time didn't Mm -hmm. it to get him it did yeah but you eventually tracked him down and And he he, was so nice and he was. come on just lovely (laughs) he really was and it was a great thrill to get him on the show and talk to him and he's such a nice nice bloke anyway let's remind ourselves of Chesney Hawks on late lunch and guess what we're talking about have a listen Happy special birthday I know I'm late saying it to you But you had a special (laughs) milestone birthday recently And boy are you looking well What's the secret? Uh, just pickled mate just pickled <laughs> <laughs> like the onions and everything else there's more to it than that for sure oh, there's a sto- there's a story there but that's for another day <laughs> <laughs> anyways the song the song you know something even today I have to say when when we play it honest to god or it's played anywhere mm. the place just takes off it's a really special <laughs> song isn't it well uh, yeah i mean I,
5: I i am definitely grateful for that song for mm. sure mm. Uh, you know i i've had my ups and downs over the years you know but uh with it uh but these days we're like friends with benefits you know yes it's, uh, i feel like i kind of uh you know i've given up ownership of of the record you know it now belongs to people that have emotional connections to it you know i'm mm. more like uh, the custodian you know yes. of of it and because you know i hear these stories from years ago you know over the years p- meeting people different connections with it you know where it was played at my wedding it was the first song that we heard when i was, met my girlfriend or it was you know played at my my dad's funeral or whatever something like that hmm. it's pretty amazing uh you know and, and humbling um yeah. when it's you know it's, i call it a song with wings it just it went out there and kind of found its own life and its own emotional connections with, with people, and which was really not a lot to do with me. You know, mm. I, I just I sat back and let it do its thing. And mm. nowadays, uh, you know, when I do my gigs and I fire up that, that intro, um, it's always lovely to see the energy in the room lift, you know.
3: <laughs> oh, it lifts, and I can vouch for that for sure. And you're so on the money there. It means so much to so many. But you know the way people often say when they have a song like that, do you ever tire of of playing it or performing well, I didn't
5: play it for uh, pretty much the whole of the 90s after, after that yes. uh, kind of, should we say, the rise and fall. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i refused to play it for like you know until until it got to the millennium and yeah offered a, I, I didn't even go out as me i was like playing gigs under different names different band names right. and yeah, i thought i was in Radiohead. i was like you know uh, shoegazing and turning my guitar up to 11 and uh, <laughs> telling telling people to bugger off if they asked uh-huh. for one and only but then you know beginning of the of the millennium uh i started uh, getting gigs as me and i was a bit mm. trepidatious about it you know thinking that people would have forgotten about it you know but mm. what i didn't know in in that time was that you know the the song kind of gained a bit of a cult following and you know that's what time does doesn't it uh, yes. you know uh, after a while it just becomes like this kind of slightly iconic thing you know mm. uh, which is weird because uh, i still feel like i'm 19 you know but uh, <laughs> but time says another thing
3: and you were a child really you know what I mean when it hit the top and everything yeah. was w- was going your way but you know the thing about it is it is special in people's hearts and always always will be will you introduce it please for us you know what we're going to do come on Chesley <laughs> oh are you going to play uh, my, my <laughs> jazz fusion record <laughs> I will sometime I promise but for today come on let's have you
5: <laughs> alright here it is the one and only bring it on
3: <laughs> Thanks, Chesney. Oh. Um. Oh, what a memory, Louise, that is. What an absolute Song of the gentleman. year, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> there you go. Song of the decade. <laughs> song of the century in many people's books. The wonderful Chesney Hawks there speaking to us a late lunch in June uh, of this year. And they're off. It's neck and neck between tomato sauce, cranberry bread, and and they're going down the uh, the uh, first straight, and it's still neck and neck as they head down towards the first fence. They're over. They're over. It's still neck and neck between tomato sauce. I'm I
1: surprised. see a late entrant of, of uh, brown sauce. I
3: see brown sauce has just entered the race there, come in on the left-hand side side as well um, <laughs> And now, yes, I see it. Yes, cranberry and is edging ahead there, edging ahead there. Yes, just slightly, but there you go. People love the red sauce. Cranberry as well. Eileen, thank you for the good wishes. Happy Christmas to you. There are other messages there. I don't know your names, but anyway, keep them coming to us. Tomato sauce on the Christmas table. You have to taste bread sauce now, Yes, I'll make it for you, I promise. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Late lunch, LMFM Radio. We're back in a moment with another memory. We have a treat for you on late lunch after two o'clock. They're in the house already, getting ready for a St. Peter's May. voice choir on the back of their outstanding christmas concert last friday evening they're going to sing for you this afternoon well louise we're looking back at memories from 2022 socks and sandals
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) were we wrong about that one jerry why well seemingly it's it's the rage socks with sandals are were the fashion accessory of the summer no yeah
3: not sandals Yeah,
1: yeah. are you talking yeah socks and sa- I thought it was I'm just looking it up here and the Guardian said socks have been grown as a style statement past five years particularly when worn with sliders or sandals now I did see Messi and all the Argentine lads wearing socks with sliders
3: oh my god but the, the world definitely. the world champions are wearing socks with types of sandals so disappointed! Oh, that is just—I'm <laughs> devastated. I, I'm absolutely devastated. Anyway, earlier on in the year, Lisa Smith, the wonderful Lisa Smith from MNS Fashion Consultant, she's a very good friend of ours. Missette and Louise were bantering about the socks and sandals, and then Lisa joined the conversation.
0: Hi, Jerry. Hi, Louise. How are you? We
3: are all good here. What do you make of what we're chatting about? Is it a uh, is it a for you if you see somebody in the socks I'm, and I'm sandals? I'm
0: laughing here. I suppose <laughs> hilarious. It's so true what you say. Like so, your feet are supposed to breathe, so you should be wearing your sandals without your socks. But the amount of men that do that is unreal. So you're going to get lots of texts, in Jerry. Trust me. I was styling one of the lads this weekend only in work. It's very strange you call me today, and I haven't styled a man in so long. And I said, "Surely to God in my head, like I'll not have to tell him about socks." Or he comes out of the changing room with the check shorts, the t-shirt, and these big long. Now, can't I say they weren't even white socks? They were blue socks. <laughs> and I went, "Norbert, get back in there quickly." <laughs> You need to check out the video. It's super cool, though. We changed some, and Just looking at his energy vibe, like some men are brilliant at styling themselves and some aren't. He's walking around first in his uniform, so dull, and then, of course, I'm saying things behind the camera to make him laugh as well. But the difference in him with the... Stylish top and yeah. the jeans, and he was just buzzing with the energy. He was like, "Thank you so much." Yes, so, delighted with it. So
3: look so, at it. You you can you can work your magic, and and it's just a little bit of expertise brings so much. With so he came out uh, with with runners on and and socks up to his just below his knees, or 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 uh, you know halfway down. Where were he they? he
0: Said to me, they would have went up above his knee. He said, it's "Okay, fine." I pulled them down. I was like, "No, <laughs> they need to come off."
3: <laughs> That's the socks. <laughs> she's talking about there. Now, the socks. Anyway, uh, the, the, is you know when you're on holidays or I'm on holidays and you you wear the shorts, my chicken legs come out once a year whenever I get away. But um, you know the little socks that just come round the bone of your ankle? They're just really in the runner.
0: They're the ones that's perfect. You wouldn't wear them with sandals either, though. No, no. Um, no, no like that's honestly why sandals were invented and that's why we love summer like why put your socks on summer's the best time spring, summer let the air at your feet just have the feet looking well unless some people have awful feet and that's the only reason they're doing that so you think you now
3: hold on a minute I thought the guy I saw the other day was absolutely the exception you disagree you say there's lots of people wear the socks and the sandals
0: oh Jerry trust me I'm dealing with men lost in there and I'll tell you (laughs) <laughs> I was just uh, saying there as well like we see uh, they come in they shop with me maybe 400, 500 euro and they say see you next year Louise has a great story there about a suit Louise you need to tell that one
3: Come on, tell us, tell us
0: <laughs> uh, I, was just, go.
1: I was just telling Lisa that when I was getting married my father God rest him said "Oh, I'm not buying a new suit I'll wear The one I wore for your sister's Mm. wedding, which was about 15, 20 years beforehand. (laughs) So my mother was going, no, you're you're getting a suit. No, I'm not paying out to get a suit to wear once. That's it. So she said, it won't fit you anyway. You're too fat. So he said, I'm going on a diet. And he was 80. And it was really looking as if he was losing weight and he was going to fit into the suit. And my mother was mortified. It was a kind of a grey, almost shiny suit. You know, that was kind of when it was in fashion way back. And um, so my mother was kind of dreading, oh, my God, he's looking like he's going to fit into this suit. So she snuck the suit out and brought it to the dressmakers and said, take it in. And she got it taken in that even if he lost 10 stone, he'd never fit into it. So he had to get a new suit. And he was like, right, that's it. No more suits. I'll be buried in that.
3: I have to say that is such a funny story, Louise. My poor dad oh, and he'd eat
1: nothing dad. for like
3: oh, my, oh, my. six weeks beforehand. And he could never make the wait for the suit. It was no, simple as that. It was I don't never. think I
1: don't think my mother ever told him. <laughs>
3: oh, good, good woman, Patsy. That's the way. You have to keep them little secrets. You do in life. They're very, very important. Anyway, uh, memories, memories from uh, late lunch uh, this year, the year of 2022. Uh, St Peter's Voice Choir with us after two, taking us up to two. It's my favourite girl and her Christmas song.
6: It's been a long time to be missing you, you, you. You're on your way now, lover, and I'm over the moon. Everything's all in place, but there is one thing clear. Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. Those sleigh bells ring, ring, ring,
3: I've I've been kicked out. I'm gone, out of the studio. Get out of here, quick. Guess where I am? I'm in the hall of LMFM, in the reception area. And I'm here for a very, very special reason. Because the gentlemen of St Peter's Male Voice Choir... With their wonderful conductor Edward Holly, have joined me especially for this Christmas, and on the back of their wonderful, wonderful Christmas concert in St Peter's Church last Friday evening. And I'm joined by the chairman of uh, the choir, Paul Delaney. Paul, welcome, and thank you for bringing everybody along today.
4: Oh, no, it's no bother, Jerry. No, we're delighted. Unfortunately, I've co- like you have a lot of people working today, but mm. you know we've been enough of lads here now. Um, can't say too much bad about it but there's a very small room here you might get a box but i uh, think i'm okay you know <laughs> don't worry paul social
3: welfare aren't tuned in no. they're okay <laughs> they're all right they're <laughs> all right i'm only yeah. gotten i only gotten uh, congratulations on last friday night i've never had such a reaction the day after the day after from people with messages of congratulations congratulations to me and i'm passing them on to you today people said it was your best ever
4: It's strange, we were just talking, a few of us here today, I was talking with Aidan, and it's kind of the reaction we've got. We probably normally, after a concert, we would normally get a lot of people coming up to us, Uh, particularly friends or family, we say it was a great night. But this year, for some reason, we've got strangers coming to us out of the blue that maybe wouldn't even be familiar with. Maybe stop us in the street and say, I was at your concert last night. It was absolutely fantastic. So for us, it was a marvellous. Because as I kind of said in the night, when initially, when, first we were, when we had the first meeting there and we with Edward, we never really knew, because I was just even listening to the radio this morning, it was last January, the, the restrictions were still in place. Mm. So when we were having our meetings earlier in the year, we still didn't know where we were, I'm still a lot of our members hadn't been back. So to, to achieve what we achieved was absolutely marvellous. But it, does, it, it doesn't come by itself. Only if we were driven by Edward, it wouldn't have happened. I know we we do as a choir, we go and we learn the stuff and all that. We had to have a purpose to do it, and Ed was the purpose. We he was he drove us really, and it was marvellous on the night. Then, you know.
3: And I believe demand for tickets was unbelievable. You could have done a second night, but look, that's it for another day. Miss Celine Byrne, can we mention that wonderful woman's name? Oh my God, wasn't it just marvellous? And the boys, the boys, the way you gel with Celine and Edward, it all comes together.
4: Yeah, well, Celine, I suppose it's um, for us. I mean, Celine Bourne was just—it was an international name for us at the beginning. But as she started to sing with us, she she didn't become an international name to us anymore. Mm. She just was one of the one of the boys, and she <laughs> she would come in and she would have a talk with you, and she'd, you know, she, there was nothing. You see on the show, she had a pyjamas on at the end of the night on <laughs> the show. So. I, d- I did see, yes. <laughs> well, you were in there, I think. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's the kind of a person she is, and to us, like. even though she is and i can't take that away for her she's an absolute fantastic singer and an international star but to watch, I don't think she'll be anything else other than, than someone who comes and enjoys the show with us. And I don't think that level leave any of us, I think, mm, you know.
3: That's lovely to hear. And she is so down to earth and she gets on great <laughs> with all of you. But just to say for anyone listening today, and think, in, th- in case you're thinking anything different, she's the only woman who'll ever be in St. Peter's Male Voice Choir.
4: Oh, absolutely. You better believe that.
3: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Paul Delaney, thank you so much. Chairman of the choir, Edward Could you uh, just join me for a moment please, Edward Holly, musical director, only the second ever musical director of St Peter's Male Voice Choir in its history. Again to you, congratulations. You know you mix and move in big circles we'll say in this business, but for you what was Friday night like?
7: Um, it was really special because after three years between COVID shutting down a lot of performances I was just so thrilled for the guys to get out and sing again that was it for me mm. um, it was a great concert the audience Magic yourself you were super Celine of course amazing our soloists Aidan Sean Niall Liam and so on I hope, a gym. I, hope I didn't forget anybody there yeah. and yeah um, and the guys in the choir, they just work so hard, you know, and to stand up and perform 22 items solely from memory, that's a real credit to the work that the lads do. Uh, and they, they enjoy it. That's the main thing as well. They really enjoy it. I have
3: to mention Jennifer Murphy, soloist on the violin, who couldn't, last minute, couldn't be part of the night because her mum had an awful fall. It was a shocking icy night on the way in. How
7: is she... the great news is her mum is okay yeah eventually she went to the hospital she was discharged at 5am in the morning with mild concussion and a little bit of pain but thankfully no spinal injuries or anything like that and um, just to say a big hello that's Una and to Jennifer as well Jennifer started playing with us when we used to do the sold out five nights a row in St Peter's Church of Ireland Jennifer was there so we'll we'll have a concert early in the new year and I have a funny feeling Jennifer will be playing Uh, on that one definitely that's
3: really great to hear join us please on Facebook live will you because you can watch this as it's happening on Facebook Live, LMFM, St Peter's Male Voice Choir and Late Lunch. Now, Edward, will you go there and take up your position to conduct the troops? Are you all ready, boys? Yes, all ready and in good voice today. And, Edward, to start off, it's a holly jolly Christmas. Here we go. Holly
6: jolly, holly holly jolly. Holly jolly, holly holly jolly it's the best time of
3: Superb, class, class boys I have to say, absolutely fantastic, aren't they just brilliant? We're going to head to a short break on Late Lunch, the choir is staying with us, you don't go anywhere because there's more magical musical entertainment from the boys of St Peter's Male Voice Choir right after this break. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM radio this Thursday afternoon ahead of Christmas and it's really seasonal at the station today because... We're joined on the show by the wonderful gentlemen from St. Peter's Male Voice Choir. And remember, they're always looking for new members. They're always in the market for new members. And they introduced quite a number at the concert last Friday night. So if you're interested and you have a, a wee voice at all, give them a shout. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. It's great to have them with us today. And, you know, a song they sung for us here some years back really made an impression. And this is a special request today. It's not a Christmas song but it's an absolute classic. And our programme controller, Eamon Doyle, said, if the boys are coming up on one condition, they've got to sing this song for us. So you bet they're going to sing it now and give it a full tilt. It's St Peter's Male Voice Choir under the baton of Edward Holly and the wonderful Noreen Bond. If the hairs aren't standing on the back of your neck after that, I don't know what to say. Give yourselves a big round of applause, boys. Come on. Fantastic. Edward, congratulations. Well, well done. Let me have a have a word with some of the choir members here. I'm joined by Owen Quinn. Owen, you are the most mature member of the choir, I believe. With oh, thank us. you very much.
8: A lovely compliment. When did
3: you join? Oh, I must be in the
8: choir the best part of 30 years now. Are you? Yes.
3: (laughs) And love it as much today as the first day you joined. Absolutely.
8: Music is something that alms the the cockles of your heart. And it's something I look forward to coming to the practice every night or every other night with Edward. It's really, it does me a great, great privilege, really. Do you mind me asking you, would you reveal what age you are?
3: (laughs) I was 88 last August. (laughs) (laughs) What a fantastic man you are. Well,
8: thank you very much for the compliment.
3: And you're looking really good in it too, and the voice is sweet as ever. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. thank you, The Quinn family, though, the, the good voice runs in the Quinn family, doesn't it? Ah, yes.
8: There were 13 of us in the Quinn family, seven boys and six girls, all reasonably good singers, including myself.
3: Really. <laughs> I I think you're being a little coy there. You're fantastic singers. It's well known that you all are, but you have the singing gene for sure. You know, when you look at the choir today heading into 2023 and the new boys, I'm going to have a word with one of them at the moment, the new blood is needed too, isn't it? Of
8: course. It's a pleasure to see new members coming along. And I said, on behalf of the choir, they're always welcome. We want to see more and more new members joining the choir. I'm pleased to.
3: Happy Christmas to you, all the best for 2023 and keep sucking it to them next year, won't you? <laughs> thank you very thank much, thank you very much. Wonderful thank Owen you. Quinn, let's hear it for <laughs> Owen, 88 years young, fantastic. We have a newbie here, Dominic Tiernan at the other end of the scale, you're new to St Peter's.
9: Yeah, yeah, I joined in 2019, but then the COVID here in, so we're relatively only here, six months or so.
3: What <laughs> brought you to St Peter's Male Voice Choir?
9: Um, I just enjoy singing, and uh, I was encouraged by my wife to come and join these people, and I have to say they're brilliant singers, but they're also very nice people, Mm. and I'm enjoying it entirely.
3: The concert on Friday night was your first big one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah,
9: yeah, brilliant, yeah, yeah.
3: When you get the crowd standing up, giving you standing ovations, how does that feel?
9: Oh, yeah, well, it's not not something I'd be used to.
3: (laughs) Well, you better get used to it over the coming years because it happens all the time when you guys pre- perform. Anyway, loving it and would recommend it.
9: Oh, without a doubt, yeah, yeah.
3: Well done to you. Dominic and let's hear for Dominic, the new member of the choir. And we're going to hear from this man next. He's the tallest man in the choir, Aidan Roach. I am. What height are you? 6'4". Oh, he's a big lad, he certainly is. And he's a big booming voice as well. How long are you at the choir, Aidan? Well... I'm
9: only with the choir 15 years, so I'd be one of the newer members. Uh, Also, I'm 69, so I'm part of the youth wing.
3: Oh, very, very important indeed.
9: This is a mature choir.
3: (laughs) Of course it is, of course it is. But you get on very well. You just feel that when I work with you and in the background before you go on stage and that as well. There's a fantastic camaraderie.
9: There is. um, It's kind of surprising. I was expecting all the backbiting and the bitchery and... (laughs) And unfortunately, there's none of it. (laughs) (laughs) Makes
3: a change for an Irish organisation, doesn't
9: it? Happy ever after.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this song you're going to perform for us now. Tell the story of the song. Because I played the Bob Dylan version on Monday on my show because of you guys last Friday.
9: Okay. Uh, I had a very good friend, as I said at the show, Mick Fleming, who unfortunately died in a really unfortunate accident from a bicycle. And uh, he was a big Bob Dylan fan. And as I said at the time, his two favourite songs were Bullfrog Blues by Rory Gallagher and any Bob Dylan song. So a couple of years ago, Edward came across this Christmas album that Bob Dylan had released and Must Be Santa was on it. So I just decided to dedicate Must Be Santa to
3: Mick. Ah, that's a lovely, lovely story, isn't it? It really is beautiful, and you do it so well. We're going to hear it now. If you're with us on Late Lunch, welcome to the show. And if you're listening to this on Christmas morning, we're delighted to have you with us as well, because this is getting a rerun on Christmas Day. Anyway, Aidan, over to you and the boys, and will you introduce yourself the song again? It
9: must be Santa. Here we go. (laughs) Who comes around on a special night? Santa comes around on a special night, special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa. suit of red. santa boots and suit of red. Who wears a long cap on his head? Sun wears a long cap on his head. Cap on head, suit of red. Special
6: night, beard that's white. Plus be Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa, Santa Claus.
9: Who's got a big red cherry nose? Santa's got a big red cherry nose. Who laughs this way? Ho, ho, ho. Santa, this way, ho, 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 cherry
6: nose. Sea that's red, special night, beard that's white Must be Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa
3: have a big round of applause for Mr Aidan Roach, soloist there with the gentlemen from St Peter's Male Voice Choir. And you know something just dawned on me, you sang Noreen that the song you sang a few moments ago, and there's a line in that song that says there's a broken hearted mother in a graveyard in Donegal, and this morning, Private Sean Rooney, we remember him today, his funeral mass took place in Dundalk, and his cortege is on the way. To Donny Gall at this moment in time, isn't that just so ironic to contemplate that? That you sung that today. We remember him. We remember him and dedicate that song to him this afternoon. Edward, if you could just join me again before we finish up, please. Edward Holly, do you want to name everybody? I'd like you just quickly. I know I don't do this on radio, but will you just name everybody that's here? That's with here.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, Mr. Owen Quinn, you've been speaking to. And Jim Lamb, who's our Facebook sensation with Save the Last Dance to Me. (laughs) Damien Brady, a relatively new recruit, but he sings as if he's 85. He's brilliant. And Aidan, you've just heard. John Kirk, amazing member of our choir as well. From the bass line, beautiful soloist as well. Dominic, you've spoken to. Eamon Carney, who's... Uh, Mrs. Carney used to play the organ when my mum was in the Dominican choir, so there's a connection there. And Alan Cox is our spaceman-came-travelling guy. He was a lovely singer as well. Eugene Brannigan, beautiful voice from the Brannigan family. Extremely helpful roadie. Tony Riley, another super soloist. We'll have to have another show for all yes. these lads. And then Liam Kelly, who gave us a beautiful solo as well. Paddy Davis, a wonderful soloist as well from Happy Christmas Wars over. And the soloist is Christmas album and a long time friend amazing chairman and great organiser Mr Paul Delaney in the
3: big round of applause for yourselves and all the boys from the choir Edward just one last word before we go new recruits it's been mentioned there and Owen said
7: loves to see the new blood coming in absolutely yeah anyone that comes in we always say come in for a couple of nights or even one night see if it's for you that's the thing just come on in and have a sing with the lads get to know them uh, most people stay in fact they nearly all stay um, but yes we're definitely looking for new singers for St Peter's Male Voice Choir we rehearse in Saint Oliver's National School on the Bally Road on a Thursday night at 8 o'clock. It's two hours of your life, but it's well worth it. You'll you'll enjoy it. There you go. Sales pitch from the boss. Anyway, I better not say that. Paul Delaney's looking over your shoulder there. Paul
3: Delaney is the boss. I know that for sure. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for uh, joining me today on Late Lunch. It's been a real pleasure. I love being with you. It's just been marvellous. It's the icing on the cake for us here this Christmas that you've come in. And we're going to do a few more songs uh, when we go back to Late Lunch. The boys are going to do a few more songs here, which you can hear on uh, LMFM on Christmas morning. Thanks a million. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, it's most people's favourite part of the meal, the sweet stuff. And Tara has selected an absolute cracker for us today tell us what you're doing
10: so Jerry I have a very very simple little um white chocolate mousse which you can just make on its own but just for something a little bit different and special for Christmas I'm going to do a homemade honeycomb as well which I think people just love to see and of course kids love as well obviously you wouldn't make let kids make it on their own because it's a bit dangerous but it's an optional extra for people so even if you don't do the honeycomb you can make the white chocolate mousse in no time at all
3: what's first up here
10: So Jerry, I'm just melting some white chocolate here, as you can see, and you have to really watch white chocolate very carefully um, because it can burn very, very easily. So I'm just melting this down over a pot of hot water. And then in the meantime, I have some double cream here, which I'm just whipping up lightly. And we're going to combine the two then. We're just going to let the white chocolate cool a little bit first. So let me just whip up this double cream. Be careful as well with double cream because it actually whips very quickly and you don't want it to turn into like cheese, you know.
3: Away goes the whisks there, and... Uh so you're going to combine both now. God, this is luxurious.
10: It is very luxurious. So as you can see, I look, I have little small glasses, just little sherry glasses for this. Now you can obviously make a bigger portion if you want. But I think this is a lovely kind of almost like just a sweet little treat at the end of the meal rather than like a big bowl of dessert, if you know what I mean. So popping my white chocolate that's melted and this is really good quality white chocolate. I would recommend just getting a better quality. So like Aldi and Lidl, for example, have really good quality white chocolate and it's not too expensive so try not to go for the really cheap stuff because it actually has just loads and loads of sugar in it and it doesn't give you this nice kind of melt that we have here so I'm just combining it and I'm going to use my whisk again just to combine one more time And look now, this is the basis of our mousse. So I know a lot of times you'd be folding, um, and I have done other ones, you'd be folding egg whites in here, but we're keeping it super simple. We're not doing that today. And then I have my little sherry glasses washed and ready to go. And I'm just going to pour the mixture into a jug because obviously they're small glasses, just not to make a mess everywhere. So look at the consistency of that. Isn't that gorgeous?
3: It's beautiful. It's silky. It's smooth. It's glistening.
10: Exactly. And that's the good quality white chocolate that's doing that. As I say, if you didn't want to do the honeycomb, you could just garnish this with a little bit of raspberry and mint or strawberry, you know, just some nice berries. Look at that. Isn't that gorgeous? Just lovely kind of dolloping consistency there.
3: It's mouth-watering. It really is.
10: (laughs) It's gorgeous. Just filling that, using a spoon to help me as well. And we're going to pop that into the fridge now and let it set while we get on with the honeycomb.
3: Beautiful. So very simple first steps there. White chocolate mousse with homemade honeycomb. So part one done and dusted here.
10: And here I'll give you a little try and you can tell me what you think. There's a little teaspoon. Here you can feed me, you can feed me, come on.
3: Oh Tara, that is just luxury personified.
10: Isn't it just? And we'll see now when we do the honeycomb even more luxurious. But a lovely crunch with it then.
3: Fantastic the honeycomb now
10: yes so Jerry the first thing we're going to do is really prep our tin very well and take another a bit longer about this than you maybe would with other dishes because it really can stick and as well when the honeycomb is ready to go into the dish out of the pot you need to work quickly then because it can burn very very quickly in the pot so you can see here I've plenty of butter going onto my dish and I'm really being pedantic about making sure it comes all the way up around the edges and around the sides and everything, because it can stick very, very easily.
3: So this is a baking dish, and you're really going heavy on the butter there?
10: Yeah, so, I mean, really any type of dish is fine, as long as you just have kind of um, the right size available, you know. And I have some um, greaseproof paper, which I'm going to line it with as well, and then I'm going to put some butter over that as well.
3: So the greaseproof has gone into the tray there, and as you said, you are now coating the greaseproof paper yes, with butter. I
10: know. It's a really, I know it might seem a bit overkill, but it's just to make sure that nothing sticks here because the honeycomb can nearly melt the paper sometimes depending on the quality of paper you have. So it won't come out of the tray for you if it in any way sticks, that's the problem. Now, great job. Let's get on with the honeycomb itself, okay? So I have a good deep pan here, pot I should say, and I'm adding my caster sugar to it. So I have 200 grams of castor sugar. Now, nobody ever said that Christmas recipes had to be healthy recipes. So, you know, this is not the usual style of cooking for the rest of the year. Um, So I have my 200 grams of castor sugar. Next up, I'm putting five tablespoons of golden syrup in. And I love when I can get the golden syrup in a squeezy bottle like this rather than the old fashioned tin, which I know looks lovely. But I find um, it just is much easier to handle. So five tablespoons of golden syrup going in there.
3: It's beautiful, the colour of it. So that combined now with the melting sugar, is that it?
10: That's it for now and then the magic is going to happen when we add the bicarbonate of soda in.
3: You have to be careful with the sugar now, keep a good eye on it.
10: Yes, so we're going to be super careful with it. I'm taking it off the heat for a minute here just to stir that golden syrup through the sugar a little bit. Just take our time with this now at this stage. (coughs)
3: So you can't go out and take a rain check or anything like that when no, you're doing this. You
10: absolutely need to stand over it. And you need to also be careful that you don't have little, little children or pe- other people in the kitchen who mightn't be aware of what's happening because you will get a terrible burn. So what's going to happen when we put the bicarbonate of soda in is it's going to actually increase in volume because that's going to create loads of little bubbles of carbon dioxide inside there and it's going to come right up the pot and that's when we take it out straight away so that's the little bit that can be a little bit dangerous for people and never taste don't do the mistake i made years ago i was a bit nervous doing a cookery demonstration in front of lots of people about 15 years ago and i was making salted caramel and i had a taste of it and sure i couldn't taste anything for days afterwards because it gives an awful burn on your tongue so don't be tempted so what we want to do now is, look, you can see a lot of the sugar has dissolved, but not all of it. So you want to make sure it doesn't kind of bubble too ferociously at this stage, because otherwise the edges could burn and then not all of the sugar is dissolved. And then you want to just sort of, you can see I'm just carefully and gently moving the pot around just to make sure it's well combined. And you can stir it a little bit, but just just go easy with the stirring. And you can start to smell now that sort of caramel mm. smell, yeah
3: oh yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful it really is
10: so once this just turns to liquid that's when we're going to add the bicarbonate of soda and at that stage we're going to work quickly and carefully so i have my very well lined and greased um tin here beside me and i have my bicarbonate of soda and my spoon ready to go to add it in so i'm adding two teaspoons of bicarbonate of soda to 200 grams of caster sugar and five tablespoons of golden syrup and
3: that bicarbonate goes in dry on the spoon
10: absolutely we're just going to just sprinkle it in and then you'll see it'll all just kind of um just increase in volume it'll all just kind of grow and you know it'll hold quite well over the christmas period as well if you just put it in an airtight container and it's lovely just sprinkled on loads of different desserts it's a real treat like even on a meringue roulade or a pavlova it just gives a bit of crunch i used to serve it at one of the classes here on a chocolate espresso tiramisu tart like a very sort of rich dense slightly bitter chocolate cake, but then this lovely little bit of sweet crunch on top. So you see it's bubbling away there now, and we're going to turn the heat off now, and straight away I'm adding my two teaspoons of bicarbonate of soda in. And you can see what happens now straight away. Look at the bubbling. And we're going to stir that through. Look at the total change that happened. Oh
8: my word, just in seconds.
10: Look at this. And look how gorgeous and light it is now. So it's a real little kind of like chemical reaction, isn't Mm. it? And then we're going to just pop it out into our tin now and then we're going to let it cool. Now, this is the moment I was saying not to be tempted to taste because it looks so delicious, doesn't it? 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 You just want to have a taste, but do not do it or your tongue will not. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. Look at the lovely lightness of that. Yes. And it's just the perfect color. So that's why you kind of need to stand over because As I was saying earlier, it can burn very, very quickly. And then your whole honeycomb is a really dark colour, which you don't Mm. want. That is it. We're just going to let that cool now for about an hour. And then we're going to take a hammer to it and just bash it up into little shards. Look at all the little bubbles on the top. Doesn't it look gorgeous? It's
3: absolutely beautiful. So everything's resting for our uh, afters here and then we'll come back to it and assemble the lot shortly. Exactly. The mousse has been in the fridge and it's chilled down lovely. The honeycomb has cooled as well here. Exactly. So I think we're going to have a smashing time now. are we? Exactly,
10: we are. So look, do you remember, I know I, I sort of went overkill on, um, you know, greasing the tin but it's hard to get it out if it's not greased both on the outside of the lining paper and the inside. So it has come away nice and easily for me there. And I have a little meat mallet. I'm going to smash it. Isn't that gorgeous, Jerry. Do you want a little taste?
3: Oh, for sure. Smell
10: it even. Isn't it lovely?
3: Crunchy bar. Crunchy bar.
10: Isn't it lovely? So we have little shards of honeycomb here with lovely little air pockets in it. You can see the texture there. And it just breaks up nicely. And what I'm going to do now is just kind of break it over our little, over the little mousse pots. Okay. So look at that. Isn't that gorgeous? So you'll get a little kind of chunk of it and you'll get a little bit of dust on your little chocolate mousse pot and how look, lovely does that look
3: it looks gorgeous i see you with a bit of mint there
10: popping the mint on now on the side of your little glass just for a little bit of freshness because it is quite a rich little dessert and we have our little sherry glass a little fancy sherry glass a lovely we little go.
3: spoon
2: yes
10: a
3: spoon oak, a little lovely little one to have a taste here here we go when i dig into the mousse there it's just perfect honeycomb on the top here we go i'm lost for words <laughs>
10: Has that ever happened before, Jerry?
3: Rarely. Only when I'm with the dentist and I can't open my mouth to talk. But I'm lost for words. I really am. That is just sublime.
10: Isn't it lovely? It's super tasty. But I think that small portion, I look, I know some people have more sweet tooth than I do, but that little small portion I think is enough for something like that because it is quite rich. That with a nice strong coffee at the end of a meal, delicious. And Jerry, you know what's lovely? See, it makes quite a big portion of the honeycomb. That is lovely to smash up and put in little jars or bags as a little edible gift for people at Christmas as well.
3: There you go. And it's so simple as well. Well, we come to the end of another year and I just want to say, Tara, thank you so much for being so hospitable to us on Late Lunch again this year. You've taken us through the year from spring, summer, autumn and now into winter and Christmas time. And I know you're starting out a new yourself in 2023. Tell us a little about that.
10: Yes. So, Jerry, all of my classes and recipes are going to be online on a new website called TaraWalker.ie. It's not live yet, but you can actually sign up at the moment. If you pop your email address in there, you'll get all the information when we go live in the new year. And it's going to be a mix of lots of different recipes, quick little video tutorials, little tips, and then, of course, live online cookery classes once a month. And you get access to the whole of the cooking club and membership of all of the recipes and videos and tips and tricks
3: exciting times ahead at the season that's in it happy christmas and all the best in the new year to yourself rob and grace and thanks again we really appreciate what you do for us on late lunch
10: thanks jerry it's great to see you as always and happy christmas to you too
3: Thank you for all your lovely messages to the show about uh, the choir. Oh, they're just sensational, aren't they? Greetings from sunny Fertig Ventura. Looking forward to hearing St. Peter's Male Voice Choir. Big shout out to Dad that comes in. Dad, Tony. That's for Tony Riley from Mags and Family. And wishing you all a happy Christmas. Thanks indeed for that. Uh, Tony Hodgins. Oh, Jerry, you've just lifted our spirits this day. Thank you so much. The choir are fantastic. Anne loves them too. Loves Noreen Bourne. Ain't surprised. It's a wonderful, wonderful song. And so on and so on they go. I love that Louise there. Tara Walker just appropriate today Jerry when you're talking about tomato sauce on the christmas tables as a
1: listener. I <laughs> need more than Tara Walker. <laughs>
3: So you need Tara Walker, you know, with you for the day, wouldn't you? Wouldn't imagine <laughs> having Tara Walker doing your Christmas dinner. Oh wouldn't yeah. It just be the dream. It Fab. would be the dream come true. Uh, but I I think you're edged out slightly on the tomato side. I am just in slightly, the minority. Just slightly. Totally. But look Anyway But it's, you know,
1: Kylie also loves tomato ketchup. She sings about it. Does she? Yeah. Christmases and Christmas isn't Christmas with that ketchup.
3: <laughs> you lost the plot completely for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to catch up the only thing tomorrow, I wouldn't tomorrow. put
1: tomato ketchup on is my stuffing
3: right mm. okay so that's you see a, it? there that's is a no-go. redeeming feature that's slightly redeeming yeah slightly <laughs> only, only, only ever so slightly and seen teeny my stuffing? weeny yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> what's in your stuffing what Nothing. do you make your stuffing in
1: oh just uh, onion parsley Bread. if I can chop yeah. it up fine Yeah. and salt and pepper and breadcrumbs and breadcrumbs and butter. Yeah.
3: And that's a lovely stuffing. Mm. That is a love. That's a traditional Christmas stuffing. Well done, Louise. Thank very the, much. She's the queen of stuffing. There you are. And a little tomato sauce on the side. about seven hours
1: to do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Do all your prep. I'll be busy Saturday. I'll do most of my prep Saturday to be ready for Sunday then. Have most things all done and ready to rock and roll then and then get ready for the row when the dinner's been served mm. up as people get in my way.
1: I know a friend of mine, she does a lovely little thing. She says, if it's not done by five o'clock Christmas Eve well leave it pour yourself a glass of Baileys and toast to all those you've lost
3: (laughs) that's nice isn't it that's a nice thought it really really is lots of lovely warm messages and joy listening to St Peter's Male Voice Choir this afternoon on the show. Thank you indeed. Uh, Tommy's been on to us from Italy. Hello Tommy we've got your lovely Christmas card and thanks for the good wishes to Louise and myself. Many happy returns to you and your family as well. Great to hear from me and that you're listening to us in Italia this afternoon. Now on Late Lunch it's time for this. <laughs> the Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. So this week It's Christmas artists of the week I've picked a different artist each day And really an artist that you wouldn't associate With Christmas songs To be honest with you And today I continue on that theme Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Remember them? Oh, they were terrific. They really, really were. And Tom Petty himself, he passed away, sadly, back in 2017. But they had a great run of songs and music and people really enjoyed them right to today and they have a big following still. Anyway, today's song is from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It was released in 1992 and here it is. Have a listen.
6: This time again, decorations for all by the fire. Everybody's singing, all the bells are ringing out. And it's Christmas.
8: Backer guitar, two fender basements.
3: Good man Tom. Chuck Berry's song What he'd love for Christmas. Ah, uh, the late Grace. Tom Petty there with the Heartbreakers and uh, my Christmas Artist of the Week and their song today, Christmas All Over Again. Quite different, uh, but there you go. Many, many artists and musicians have recorded Christmas songs that you'd be surprised. You really would be surprised about it. I'll bring you a final one tomorrow on the show, which is, of course, our last show of this very year. And tomorrow on Late Lunch, it's all about children tomorrow. This uh, show tomorrow, I'm really looking forward to it. We bring you some wonderful music children reading for us and more besides coming your way on Late Lunch tomorrow afternoon final one for 2022 she is the champion 2022 she picked up the trophy yesterday and she'll have the title for the next 12 months she's from Slain in County Mead Rita Daly congratulations to you Thank you very much. Oh, your puddin' just won the day. Now, it was a close run with the top three, but you certainly had the few marks in your favour that made you stand out for the girls yesterday, and they picked you. Congratulations, it's a great... Thank
2: you very much indeed. It really is great.
3: Did you win before?
2: I won a couple of years ago and I came second last year. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing.
3: You're (laughs) the Queen of puddings, that's for sure. (laughs) You have a great, great record. Tell me about the recipe. Is it an old recipe? Is it your own or what?
2: It's an old recipe I have for years. I do the same one every year.
3: Never changes, same Never one.
2: Never it, No, I just stick to the same one every year, Jerry. Yes.
3: Well, it's a winning recipe for sure. It's two, going down well. Yeah, two titles <laughs> and and a runner-up. I can see you being stocked next year in Aldi or Lidl. You know, I, I think they'll be onto you, looking for the, the recipe <laughs> and to see can you step up production. How many do you make, Rita? I made about
2: but fourteen this year. Fourteen puddins. Just Amanda asked me to do five for him there so yeah. he's picking them up tomorrow he got them out of me last year as well
3: my that's a lot oh. of puddings do you, do you keep one or two for yourself I take it yes oh,
2: oh god yes oh yeah and then if I have any of I put them in the freezer and have them later on during the year you know
3: Very, so you can freeze them can you
2: oh yes freeze them yeah and just tar them out and stick another dabble up uh, <laughs> whatever you like on the whiskey or whatever brandy or whatever you know yourself when that's soaking.
3: in tomato sauce yeah, I know about yeah. Our Louise... Pu- a bit of on it, yeah, well, well, our Louise would put tomato sauce... And she puts tomato sauce and everything else on Christmas Day, on the turkey, <laughs> on the ham, on our spuds. The only thing she doesn't put it on is the stuff. And so I'd say in the Walsh house, or in the ferreta house, shall I say, a tomato sauce and your pudding would just be the dream ticket, I think. She's in there bent We're and two laughing. I think so. Anyway, look, so you make 14, stick to the same... Same recipe, and uh, obviously that you know when that person tasted it, they're back. You know, five puddings. They like your pudding as well, you know. And oh, yes. but, oh, oh by the they way, yeah, do, yes, yeah, they do. So, so if you were given one accompaniment, forget about the tomato sauce. If you had one thing to make your pudding taste nicer, would it be cream or custard or brandy sauce or what? Well, uh,
2: well I go for cream. I go for custard as well, to be honest.
3: Yeah, I think custard and pudding is lovely.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Oh,
3: yep. I think so. Just heat it a little and put your custard on it, and the custard heat can. It is oh. right. Did oh, you yeah. have a fry it in the
2: pan? I think I was talking about before. Didn't well, you fry well, it on the pan,
3: no. Well, let me tell you, you must have been uh, with us in spirit last night in the pub because the Wednesday Club had a huge debate about frying pudding, and there's big fans in the Wednesday Club of fried pudding. I've never tried it, but guess what, Rita? I'll You're be. Going to. I'm going to now, for sure, <laughs> and, and and you know, I have to say, Declan, one of the lads says he loves it. He does the rashers, the sausages, the egg, and the fried Christmas pudding. What about that? Yes. yes. Is that? Do you oh, like it's that? A nice
2: fried, yes. Yes, it's so, a nice fried. All right. So you'd
3: add it to what we would call a breakfast or a mixed type of grill or that. You'd love it with that, would you? Uh, well, yes. Yeah. Open, I oh definitely not actually I'm salivating here even thinking of it. What we do you like
2: the dog i like <laughs> <the lips after. laughs>
3: For sure Rita what do you fry it in, what do, you fry it in? What do you fry it in butter or what um, yeah a yeah. little bit of butter on the pan is it just just bit of butter just yeah. fry your pudding in it then there you go but sure, I'm sure you could fry it in sunflower oil or whatever, yeah, whatever, you? whatever oh yeah you often don't that as well did you yeah yeah you often did oh, this you, whichever comes first <laughs> <laughs> the nearest to me yes. <laughs> anyway two gold medals and a silver god you're an Olympic uh, pudding maker for sure with all those titles and you got your lovely hamper as well I'm delighted yeah I you did, picked
2: yeah, it yeah it was just I happened to be my car has broke down and uh, I've right. no way of getting around, so I just happened to be in town there. Yes, so when uh, Louise rang me, and uh, she just said pick it up before tomorrow, you know what yeah. I mean. So I just said I'm in town at the moment. Great. She said, yeah, you can call up. She says if you want. <laughs> I just just left into town, you see. So yes, great. That was uh, So
3: that that's was all done, and we have that done and dusted I, as well. And and, and, and it's
2: absolutely you... gorgeous. Thank ah, you very much. You're
3: very welcome. Very well deserved as well. And finally, just before you go, when do you make them? How long are they made ahead of Christmas?
2: It's Made about four, wouldn't say December, well, but four, but five weeks. I said they yeah, were, were made lovely. now. Lovely, that image. Yeah.
3: lovely, and I'll tell you there'll not be a lot, lot of them left in the new year with the taste of them that that lovely, Rita. To be honest oh, thank with you, you. <laughs> another gorgeous. Thank you it is much. a gorgeous pudding, and thank you for taking our call today. I wish you, you and your family, a happy Christmas and all the best for the new year. And I'm sure you'll be back to give it a go next year. Oh, can you See knock in her in off up
2: there? <laughs> thank you very much. Take
3: care, Rita. Bye. Okay, cheers. Bye, for that. Bye, bye. That's the uh, champion this year, Rita Daly from Slane, with our wonderful pudding. 14 puddings, Louise. 14 puddings and a man calling for five tomorrow what do you make of that you know what I mean that's a it just shows you it's an endorsement for 14 a 14 pudding, puddings
1: and how it? long does it take a to make a pudding it takes a long time hours it? you'd be boiling yeah. it for
3: hours and hours in our house it's about 6 or 7 hours to take and the, the steam would be running. <laughs> coming down the windows mm. and having with the with My the dad cookout.
1: used to sell all the ingredients for puddings and cakes and yes. it used to come from Miles and it used to be all like the fresh mm. peel and cherries of like three different types yes. of cherries and I was amazing yeah. smells
3: the colours oh, th- You can't beat it it really is I will definitely have to try the fried Louise. Yeah
1: I couldn't imagine it being fried in oil like she said butter but I wondered
3: can you mm. fry it in oil I mean wait that was interesting last night when Declan mentioned the eggs the rashers and sausages and you know the Christmas pudding <laughs> as the centrepiece oh. isn't that lovely I
1: think uh, that's it's very sweet, well, sweet, mm, savoury and sweet wouldn't it um,
3: I think it works though it has it? to work Yeah, you'll have but, to try it now Christmas you, day and, and, and you have
1: you know, to vlog you know it
3: yeah I am and you know what I'm thinking mm. You could have your tomato sauce with that. I'd allow that because it's a fry. The eggs, oh. the rashers, the sausages, the red sauce, and the pudding. You thought I was joking? I was serious.
1: I don't think I'd ever put it on it. But no, I couldn't. I'd, I'd, i puke.
3: You'd have, you'd know, the yin and the yang. That's like a sweet and sour. You know. What I, I
1: mean? did. I once was dared actually to eat to my, uh, apple tart and tomato ketchup.
3: Did you do it? Yeah. And. No?
1: I can't remember, but I never did it again.
3: <laughs> well, that... <that's> a,
6: <laughs> says it all, really.
3: That rules that out of contention yeah. for sure, it does indeed. <laughs> anyway, we're going to say uh, goodbye to you this uh, second last late lunch of the year. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. And again, a big thank you to the gentlemen of St Peter's Male Voice Choir and Edward Holly for joining us today. It was simply wonderful. And just to remind you, Christmas morning, you can relive the wonderful singing here on LMFM Radio. Take a note of that for Christmas morning. Tomorrow on the show, it's all about children. Children all the way on late lunch tomorrow. So We are two big kids anyway. But uh, make sure and join us for the final show Pick from
6: 1.30.
3: <laughs> make sure and join us for the final show of the year tomorrow. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. See you Friday.